Hi, welcome back to the Spy Bar Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Swanton. Um, first up, a big thank you to everybody who subscribed and downloaded uh, the first episode last week. I really appreciate all the comments and feedback I've had so far. Um, if you've got any further comments, then please do get in touch either at the Spike Bar uh, on Twitter or you can email me, um, the Spike Bar Podcast at gmail.com. Any feedback is very gratefully received um, and really helps kind of me moving forward. Um, just a, a quick update. Um, I mentioned obviously last uh, my introduction I'm going to do a couple of podcasts each week the second podcast which will be an interview based podcast is probably going to start next week I've got my first uh, uh, victims and guests um, back end of this week early next week for interviews so I shall let you know uh, once I'm, those podcasts are going to drop but I'm hoping uh, next week so again thanks ever so much for all the support so far um, if you just want to um, you know simple way of supporting me is just by subscribing either to iTunes or SoundCloud um, that would be really useful for me and all the metrics um, that I'm just beginning to learn about with iTunes and all the rest of it so um, thanks ever so much in advance for that um, so let's kick off with uh, the news um, I think the only place we can really start is with uh, Justin Rose um, another fabulous week for Justin um, at the Turkish Airlines Open where he won at a playoff beating off uh, Hao Tong Lee at the first playoff hole um, uh, that's not only his, uh, I think his fourth victory uh, in the last uh, uh, 14 months, but it also um, means that he goes back to world number one, albeit only for one week, um, because he's not playing this week at the Ned Bank or on the PGA Tour. And in fairness, neither is Brooks Kepka, um, but just because of the points, how the point system has worked out on the official golf rankings, uh, Brooks will go back to world number one next week. So um, Justin Rose. Again, we'll have the two shortest um, stints at world number one possible. Uh, however, just another fabulous week for him and uh, you know, a good week for the podcast, I should say, because we had him down as, uh, well, I had him down as, as my predicted winner for last week, although I wasn't, in fairness, going out on much of a limb. Um, I mean, I, I did hear some really fan fantastic stats about Rose uh, and his recent form over the last sort of 18 months. I, I know over the last six months, He's had top 10s in 85% of his starts. And the next closest is DJ at 58%. So he's 30% more likely than anyone else in world golf to get a top 10. I mean, that's that's phenomenal, ridiculous consistency in itself. But this next stat really made my mouth drop, which was since the beginning of September last year. So September 2017 to current day, he's played in 17 events. He's had 16 top 10s, four victories and a scoring average of 68 um, that's just phenomenal consistency uh, over a decent period of time. I know people get hot over a few months, etc., and we've seen that a lot over the last couple of years with some of these young guns. Um, but you know, Justin Rose is just really eclipsing everybody at, at this current stage. And yeah, you know, I for one am a massive Rose fan. He he was the kind of the guy who got me interested um, in golf when I kind of turned to golf five, six years ago. Um, you, you know, I've always liked him as an individual and the way he plays the game and I've always loved his swing. So um, I'm really pleased for him that he's just having this fabulous um, turn of, uh, of form over the last 18 months and long may it continue. And I've got a feeling he's going to get back to world number one again in the not too distant future. Um, it's uh, very, very exciting times at the top of the world golf rankings. Um, 
in terms of my outside pick, uh, as you may remember, I, I picked Thomas Peters an outside bet. Um, he didn't do too badly, tied 18th on 10 under, and that was with a disastrous four over round one. So um, take away the round one, and actually he's you know, he's top three, top four uh, in the tournament. Um, he's returning to some good form, and I hope that continues. Again, such a great talent, so long off the tee. I just think he's got real potential, particularly on the PGA Tour in the future. I think um, if he can sort out his emotional head at times, um, I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential moving forward. Um, moving on to the PGA Tour, again, somebody who's showing a ridiculous amount of consistency this year is Bryson DeChambeau, who won the uh, Shriners, uh, holding off defending champion Patrick Cantlay by one stroke. Um, I think the, the shot that sealed it was his 60-foot eagle putt from just off the green on the 16th hole. Um, again, I mean, he's just shown some fabulous form over the last 12, 18 months. And in fact, the win this weekend with his fifth PGA Tour victory in only 73 starts and that's the fewest amount of starts to that amount of victories since Rory so he's got to five PGA Tour victories faster than the likes of Jordan um, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas so that just shows how good um, he's played and I know he's a little bit of a controversial character um, uh, you know, given his scientific approach and um, but you know I think for me he's great for the game of golf and and, uh, you know, he's been, again, you just cannot cannot fault that consistency. Um, he's, that's his third victory, I think, in his, la- in his last five starts as well. So uh, he's really on a heater too. So let's see how that, how that moves forward. And actually an interesting stat, if I was to tell you that, you know, Bryson has one more victory than Ricky Fowler. Uh, Ricky Fowler seems to have been around forever, um, but uh, Bryson's already got one more victory, PGA Tour victory, than him. And has the same amount of victories as Brooks Kepka. Okay, albeit that Brooks has won three majors, but again, that's just fascinating to think. That's how good uh, Bryson started his PGA Tour career. So interesting to see how and if he can keep that moving forward. Um, in terms of my predictions last week, I've Webb Simpson um, came T15, sort of solid week for Webb. Um, nothing too exciting. Was never really in the hunt. Never a million miles away, but T15 wasn't too bad. And my DraftKings team did okay. Um, I Jürgen Neiman and Gary Woodland, who both came. Um, tied for 10th Sunjay Im who was also my outsider was tied 15th Bo Hostler tied 23rd and Graham McDowell tied 40th and I did have Austin Cook as a real as another outsider but he missed the cut so not a bad week from a DraftKings point of view um, on the LPGA Tour we had Nasa Hatayoka winning the Toto Japan Classic um, which was her second victory of 2018 in her home classic event so big victory for her and cementing her her talent I mean she was um, she had a terrible rookie year last year I think given the talent that she had and the expectations of her coming into last year but you know, clearly a very very good 2018 with two victories so well done to her and I think you know big well done to Aria Jutanagan who managed to secure the LPGA money title uh, with a tied 19th uh, in the same event she's had Justin Rose-esque uh, consistency this year with three victories including the US Open uh, and 15 top 10s um, and she's also secured I think the Rolex player of the year and the uh, Rolex Annika major award uh, of the year which goes to um, basically the the person with the best uh, the lady with the best um, set of results in all the major events on the on the LPGA and the women's tours um, she's a phenomenal talent that 
look like she might never make it um, in terms of her talent wise because just mentally she really struggled but she's changed and had it went to um, Annika Sorenstam's um, coaching team and, and that really helped her mental game so it's great to see her uh, realizing all her talent and I think she's going to be a force to reckon with for many years to come so well done to her and then I suppose the final bit of big news was obviously on the Challenge Tour, which is the feeder tour into the European Tour. They had their final event, uh, their tour final, the Ras Al Kamai Challenge Tour final last weekend, which was a wire-to-wire victory for Adri Arnau. So congratulations to him, and he secured his European Tour card for next year. Uh, Joachim Hansen managed to secure number one on the money list and obviously get his uh, European Tour card, which basically caps off just an unbelievable year for Danish golf. Um, you've got Beauregard and Olesen on the European Tour with victories. Um, Olesen obviously represented uh, Europe on the Ryder Cup team and played well there. And of course, you've got to- Captain Thomas Bjorn captaining uh, a-, a fabulous European Tour, uh, European Ryder Cup victory. So uh, a great year um, for uh, Danish golf capped off by Joachim Hansen. So well done to him. And I think kind of a final note to say is look, it's looking bright for Scottish golf because there were four um, Scottish players in the top 15 who also secured their European tour guards so congrats to David Law Liam Johnston Robert McIntyre and Grant Forrest fabulous week for those guys and hopefully um, a strong future for Scottish golf coming through um, so onto the events this week, we've got the Nedbank, the Nedbank Golf Challenge presented by Gary Player on the European Tour, and over on the PGA Tour, we've got the Mayakoba Golf Classic. Um, I'm going to kick things off with the uh, the European Tour and the Nedbank Golf Challenge, um, simply because it's a Rolex Series event, it's a bigger event, and it's obviously the penultimate event on the race to Dubai. So a big chance for those guys wanting to get up to the top of the rankings or towards the top of the rankings perhaps um, chase down Francesco Molinari um, to win the race to Dubai, although they're going to have a stiff challenge to, uh, to overtake him. So a pretty strong field uh, this week. It's, it's an event that's held at Sun City. Um, it's been around since like, the early 80s, but in lots of different forms and guises. So initially it was kind of more of a match play event. And that was really the case up until kind of uh, 2013. And then it's turned into kind of more of a full um, sort of tour event uh, as opposed to kind of an invitational event uh, as in its history um, it's still a smaller field so it's only a 72 man field uh, six, 64 of those are kind of made up from the top uh, the most eligible guys on the race to Dubai so the top guys on the race to Dubai the top 64 enter and then there's uh, a number of former winners and then some uh, in- invitations so guys who won the Sunshine Tour or some of the smaller feeder tours onto the European Tour and Asia Tours are also um, invited to, to play this week um, notable players this week so we've got no Justin Rose as I mentioned earlier Tommy Fleetwood also misses out this week but um, they are replaced by other European Ryder Cup stalwarts in Rory McIlroy and Sergio Garcia. Um, Hao Tong Lee and Kiridech Chaffee Barnrat are also turning up this week. So the field is still pretty strong. Um, no Francesco Molinari. I don't think we're going to see him till, uh, till the race to Dubai now the final event the DP Tour Championships um, but there is going to be an influx of the best South African talent as well so you can have the likes of Louis Eustace and Charles Swartz or Brandon Grace and Dylan Fratelli are going to turn up to support Gary Player's event so um, you're not going to be short of talent this week 
In terms of um, the history and, and last year, so Brandon Grace won the event last year. Um, other notable finishes, you had Hao Tong Lee finish fourth, Martin Kaimu finished fifth last year, Lee Westwood sixth, and Ustazen finished tenth. So they're kind of some guys to look out for this week, especially Hao Tong Lee and Martin Kaimu having good weeks last week. Hao Tong obviously losing out to Justin Rose, and Martin had a top five finish as well. So um, nice to see Kaimu coming back into a bit of form. In terms of race to Dubai standings the two guys to look out for are Rory who's eighth and Hao Tong Lee who's ninth um, so neither of which can overtake Francesco in fact I think they're both going to need to win this week and next week to really have any chance of overtaking Francesco and winning um, but still look for those those are the guys who've got the most to gain uh, from uh, from this week in terms of climbing up the uh, the rankings um, previous winners of the event have included the likes of Alex Noren and Mark Leishman Danny Willett Thomas Bjorn and Martin Keimer. So um, it's uh, a good field, relatively strong to sort of from a kind of a betting point of view. It's kind of as you would expect. So Rory 7 to 1, Sergio 10 to 1, Hao Tong Lee 14 to 1, and then kind of Brandon Gray starts the South Africans at 18 to 1. Um, for me this week, I'm going to go with somebody who won not that long ago. Um, has shown some great form and kind of again continuing a theme I touched on earlier on for Danish goal so I'm going with Lucas Beauregard he's at 22 to 1 he won the Alfred Dunhill links uh, where he managed to um, basically overhaul uh, Tyrrell Hatton in the last round there to win he held off Hatton and Fleetwood in the end to win there he also won the Portugal Masters in 2017 finished strongly last week as well a top 5 finish last week too so he's somebody in some really good form um at the minute and I just really fancy him at 22 to 1 is not a bad outside bet I th- I think for me I'm not I'll be interested to see how Rory does this week if you were to ask me out of Rory and Sergio who would I back I'd back Sergio over Rory because Sergio since the Ryder Cup has just turned in some really good form I uh, obviously won up Valderrama again um, the uh, Valderrama Masters so he's in some really good form but for me I'm going with Beauregard I do like him I think he's got a good week this week um in terms of an outsider to look out for, um, I'm actually going to go with a, a young Australian uh, who's in his rookie season, a guy called Lucas Herbert. Um, so he's at 45 to 1. He's had a runner up in three third places already this year, um, and he's had three top 10s in his last three starts, which were the Dunhill Links, the British Masters, and the Portugal Masters. So he's, again, a bit like uh, Lucas Beauregard's in some really good form at the minute. He's one of those guys that just is slowly but surely making a, a breakthrough, and he's going to win before too long for sure. So he's a name to look out for. So Lucas Herbert is my outsider this week, um, but my winner, I'm going to go with Lucas Beauregard. Um, moving over to the Mayo, uh, the PGA Tour and the Mayakoba Golf Classic, uh, which is um, an event that's been on the PGA Tour since 2007, held in Cancun, Mexico. Um, last year's winner was uh, Patton Kizaya. Uh, it was his first PGA Tour victory uh, where he managed to just hold off a storming Ricky Fowler in the final round um, and it was the first of I think he won in did he went back to back weeks last year because I or maybe won two in three uh, last year um, but this event's an interesting one um, the average age of winners on this event is 34 so it kind of almost 
bucks the trend uh, uh, that we're seeing on the PGA Tour with all these young guns just coming through. So you've had guys like Pat Perez and Graham McDowell and Charlie Hoffman uh, winning this event in, in recent years, all in their kind of mid-late 30s. So uh, perhaps this might be a one for the uh, the Wiley competitors. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. If you kind of look at the field itself, you've got um, Jordan Spieth in again, as is Ricky Fowler, uh, Tony Finau. I mean, that man is clocking up some air miles at the minute, isn't he? Um, he's in there. Gary Woodland, Aaron Wise. So it's a it's a fairly good field. It's probably the strongest field that that Mayakoba's had for a couple of years. Um, again, it's good to see that Jordan is continuing to play and trying to get himself into some form. I think if he can get some form and some confidence uh, before January starts, I think that'll set him up nicely for for 2019 um in terms of who i'm going to go for winner this week um i'm not going to go for somebody who's in their 30s but he is going to be 30 next month um i'm going to go for ricky fowler eight to one he is the favorite uh in this event um i think the fact obviously he came second last year so he's got some form here at the event itself and the fact he closed so strongly last weekend I think kind of historically up until this year Ricky's been seen as one of those guys who turns up for Thursday through Saturday then disappeared on Sunday but I think with his performance at the Masters and a couple of other times during this season where he's put in really strong strong Sunday performances um, I, I fancy him to go one better this week and to win this event and that will obviously match him back to Bryson's five uh, PGA Tour wins that I was touching on earlier on I think he could be a really interesting uh, a, a, a strong a strong cert for this week in terms of outsider, I'm actually going for a Mexican this week. So I'm going for uh, somebody playing in the home country. And again, a guy who's shown um, some decent form already in the new season on the PGA Tour. Don't forget the um, new PGA Tour started in October, uh, runs October to September. So he's already had two top tens in three events, in, including ninth last week. And that's Abraham Anser. Um, he's had a very good 2018 regardless. So he, he was twice the 50 hole um, leader in two events earlier in the year he's had five top tens already in 28 in the 2017-18 season obviously two already in this season so he's somebody who's turning in a bit of form at 45 to 1 I like his outside chances and for me he's definitely going to be in my kind of DraftKings team so my DraftKings team this week I've got um, Ricky Fowler at 11,500. I've got Siwoo Kim at 9,200. He finished third um, in this event last year. He also got a top 10 uh, last week at the Shriners, so he's showing a bit of form. He tends to run pretty hot as well, so I'm hoping that continues. Abraham Anser, that I just mentioned there, he's at 8.4. And then I've got some kind of cheap, cheaper options. At 7.3, I've got Harold Varner, the third. He had a uh, good showing uh, last week at the Shrine and showing a decent bit of form. Again, I expect him to break through at some stage on the PGA Tour um, out in the States. I know one in Australia last year, but I do expect him to kind of start to make a bit of an inroad this year from hopefully from a victory point of view. He's at 7,300. And then I've got Bud Corley, which is a great sort of kind of pick-me-up story. He was in a very serious car accident earlier this year, um, so he's had to go through an awful lot. Um, And in his first start back at Shriners last week, he finished 10th. So great performance, again, a great talent. Uh, 7,200, I think he's a bit of a steal. And then another guy um, who I've... um, 
I'm very hot on and I kind of have been sort of talking about on Twitter a fair bit is a guy called Norman Zhong at 6,300 he's an absolute steal Um, Cameron Champ won the event a couple of weeks ago the Sanderson Farm Championship Norman Zhong was the 36 hole leader uh, along with Cameron Champ before he fell away on on the Saturday round he's a birdie machine great talent he is definitely going to win on the PGA Tour um, and I think at 6,300 okay it'll only be the second time he had an invitation to the event last year and then the second time he's played it um, I just think he's just at 6'3 he's a real steal for um, you know if you want some higher priced talent at the top so that's my DraftKings team this week I had 100, 100 bucks left over but um, couldn't find anybody else I really fancied to, uh, to to spend that 100 bucks on so there we go Um in terms of just as somebody else to maybe look out for on the PGA Tour this week, keep a lookout for Victor Hovland. Um, so he's a Norwegian uh, amateur. He was um, playing his college golf at Oklahoma State. He won the US amateur event at, at Pebble Beach uh, earlier in the year and destroying everybody he, he played against. Um, he is a class act. He's he's won two match play, big match play events on the uh, and the amateur tours um, already. Massive collegiate star. Uh, I don't know if he's going to turn pro next year sometime. Uh, I would imagine he'll probably play Masters, US Open, maybe British Open, then come out. Um, but he's a huge talent. So he's, he's playing on an invitation this week at Mayakoba. So look out for him, Victor Hovland. So there you have it. My predictions for this week on the European and PGA Tours. Congrats to all those on the Challenge Tour. Um, Hard-fought season and congrats to all those obviously who've got their European Tour cards. And good luck for the rest of the guys who are going to enter the um, Q schools now on the European Tours. And of course the LPGA Q school Q series is also starting too. So good luck to everybody there uh, on that. Um, Again, if you want to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and or SoundCloud, that would be really helpful for me and my stats moving forward. Obviously, you can reach me again on at the Spike Bar on Twitter or the Spike Bar podcast at gmail.com if you want to email me with any thoughts or feedback. Um, as I mentioned, the interview podcast will start probably next week uh, if you've got anybody you think I should be talking to or interviewing as potential guests on that then please do let me know as well um, I've got uh, four or five already lined up um, but we'll be looking for more down the line so thanks again for all your support so far and look forward to uh, to catching up with you uh, next week cheers for now bye 